We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing. I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome everyone to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 69, the show that is far too mature to make a reference about the number of episodes that have been released. No, no, we will not say nice or nice. Or anything like that. <laughs> Way too mature. Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the lore of Warcraft one or two topics at a time. My name is Jin, the very respectable podcaster that refuses to participate in childish humor. And I am joined by the one that knows I am full of shit. It's Allie. So much shit. <laughs> full of all the shit. <laughs> so, Allie, how you been doing? Huh? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How, uh-huh. how you been doing? I don't know. It's your turn. Like I've been good, so I'll just oh, ask you. Yeah, been it up is to? my turn. It's your turn. I, don't ask me how I am. It's rude. I finally, <laughs> if I, I'm sorry. I care. Okay. <laughs> I rescind my asking and caring about you. Sorry, I annoyed you with my friendship. <laughs> <laughs> so I finally killed Razageth. Got my AOTC. Very exciting. I played so hard on that last pull that I broke the control key <laughs> on my keyboard. Shortly afterwards, you could say I lost control. And then about uh, a week later, or maybe maybe like five days later, it's the Windows key fun. decided to go with it. <laughs> so I've lost control of my Windows. Killed him with that. Um, and now in, in my keyboard's defense. Covered, I love it. <laughs> right? I was holding on to these keys waiting for I was going to do it like pre show when you and I chat. I'm like, no, wait, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Oh, geez. Um, That's good. So, yeah, that happened. But in my keyboard's defense, I've had this keyboard since it's older than Dungeon Fable. I want to say 2016, roughly. So it's, 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 you know, it's done a good job. It lasted through a couple moves. It's, you know, it's been fantastic. Good old Logitech keyboard over here. So classic, classic. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna wait, I, with tax return money. Thankfully, we got we're getting some good stuff back. So uh, both my husband and I are getting new keyboards. It should be arriving this weekend. I think I'm excited. Like, yeah. It, that, that, I mean, if you're gonna spend all of it on on a keyboard, you're gonna get a mighty fine keyboard. Well, not all. No, not not all of it. <laughs> like, some of it's going back to our old kennel bill. <laughs> So, you know, like we're, we're spending some, we're in the, some's going to savings and some's going to, you know, b- bills and stuff, but it's, yeah, it's, it's good. So I'm um, excited to get a new keyboard. I killed Razageth, been enjoying doing the vaults on Forbidden Reach and playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag still. And I finished working on my resume. Oh yeah. So I'm going to start being responsible and looking for jobs soon. Beautiful. Beautiful. How are you? I guess I'll ask again because I care and stuff. Okay. How have you been? What have you been up to, buddy? Yeah, it's no longer rude. You may ask now. I am. I oh, am okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I realized I was like, you know, I'm. It's not that I have anything against 1007. I think I'm just enjoying the break. I'm waiting for. Give me the, give me the yeah. full on patch of patchiness of 
new tier, and then I'll get really excited, and I'll go do the the winter fell blah blah winter pell thingy bob. You know the the timber mob, not the don't timber worry, mob. The the timber timber mob. mob. That's your guild. That's my guild. That's no, my guild. <laughs> they're also fur bogs. The other fur bog, the white fur bogs, not the brown fur bogs. <laughs> we're the brown fur bogs. Wow. Yeah. Um. So that's what we're <laughs> gonna do, and uh, yeah, I'll go do that, and and cool. But no, I'm just waiting. So, um, so I don't know. Everybody, if you knew this about me, I am notoriously bad at playing all of the, the hit new games that are out there. So there is this really great game, brand new, so great, that I just came out and I've been checking it out. It's so good. It's called this game. Have you heard of this? It's called The Last of Us. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I am playing The Last of Us. I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me and my wife were talking about it because, you know, obviously it's on the HBO show. We're like, hey, we should watch that. And I was like, I kind of want to play a game before I watch it. So I was like, I guess I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. So I, yeah, I haven't played it yet either. All right. Well, cool. Uh, it's fun. It is definitely fun so far. I haven't, I haven't gotten good, too far good. into it, but it, literally I have. I've logged maybe an hour and a half, maybe two hours into the game so far. Oh, so you really have just started. Yeah, just started. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun, though. It's fun. For learning about the fireflies and why I think her name is Ellie needs to be smuggled. Literally, this is not a spoiler. I'm like two seconds into the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's been fun. So that's what I'm doing. So I am, uh, I think I'm just... I'm enjoying my break. I'm enjoying my break. Good. But uh, it's not going to last much longer because we know when uh, 10.1 is coming out. Yeah. yeah. May 2nd. I was I was expecting it maybe end of May, beginning of June. And I was kind of hoping for that, too, just because I do want to have more time to play alts and get some various achievements done and to play other games. But then Blizzard was like, no, we're on top of it. We're going to keep rolling out that content and do an awesome job with it. And, and here we are. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> well, I guess speaking of here we are. Nothing beats a brew shared between friends. Well, dear listeners, we here at Live Laugh Lore, the most responsible and respectable <laughs> and serious podcast of them all. We would never. Super, super serious. Super, super, super serious. serious. Would never make a joke out of our, out of our drink choice uh, this episode. So no, we are drinking... Love Potion 69. See, we didn't make a joke out of it. We didn't make a joke out of it. We're just, that just happens to be what we're drinking. And it's good. It's good. It's actually, it's actually really good. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's it's got some tequila and some triple sec and orange juice and a lot of pomegranate juice and some lime juice. And orange juice. Did we say orange juice? I think I said orange juice. Oh, grenadine. Maybe. Oh, grenadine. That's right. Grenadine. Silly grenadine. grenadine. <laughs> it keeps Next showing week, up in all of our drinks. <laughs> Next week, hopefully, no grenadine. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's actually, I didn't know what to expect from that mixture, but it's actually really good. It's a little sweeter than I normally go for, right? It, but, it's, it, but it's got a little bit of a tartness to it, a tiny bit. Like, I feel like my biggest problem is I didn't want to go all out and find like, what is it? You know, I think they they sell it in those weird shaped bottles, like palm, palm. That's all we were able to find because we actually went to. So we went to um, our normal grocery stores. It's a Kroger, King Supers, and um, they didn't have it. It was one of the 
like cranberries, you know, and, and all the other juices is a cranberry pomegranate. I'm like, no, no, no. So we went to the Safeway just up the road and they don't, they had it, but it was, it was the palm. So we just got like a small bottle of that. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I had planned on getting. I was thinking I was going to get it, but I found some, it's a pomegranate juice cocktail from concentrate. And I'm like, all right, close enough. Yeah. So if I had gotten like, you know how you don't have, for example, if you've ever purchased cranberry juice, that's like 100 percent cranberry juice, no sugar added, nothing. And you take a sip at it, you're like, oh, geez, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Yeah, just it's, like that. It's good. I like I actually really like it like that. Uh, cause, yeah. But normal people are like, oh, it's motion spray. Oh, it's <laughs> spray with all the sugar. It's good. I like it. It's yummy. So. No, I, I prefer the organic, uh, no sugar added pomegranate uh, juice, and all I could find was the cocktail. So um, it works. It does work. It does work. It's tasty enough that I'm having two of them. Woo! Yeah, I was gonna do two, and then I decided I just added a little extra of tequila, triple second, another splash of orange juice to mine, just to fill up the glass more. Yeah. So, uh, so I, here we go. Here we go. I think I've come up with a new rating system, especially for our goofy cocktails. And no, we, we're not goofy. We're super serious. Super serious. Or super, so serious super serious. Super serious. 100% <laughs> always serious. Uh, cocktail drinks and everything like that. Here is going to be the new rating system. It's going to be simple. Basically going to be a pass or fail. Would you make it again? Meaning you got to go I like out. That. You got to buy all the ingredients again. Would you make it again? Right. My opinion? No. No, I wouldn't. Really? Not. No, I'm not going to make it again. I'm not going to go out and buy it again. It's not blowing my mind that I'm like, I got to go get all my pomegranate juice, my orange juice, and, and all this extra crap. Because if I'm going to have tequila and triple sec, I'm making a margarita. Like That's that's true. You do like your margaritas. I mean, you can make a pomegranate margarita. Ooh, see, pomegranate margarita sounds delicious. So pomegranate margarita, maybe. I feel like this is almost a pomegranate Basically, margarita. Basically, I mean, it's it's got orange juice. That's the main difference, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a whole lot more pomegranate than normally you yeah. do. The drink calls for five ounces of pomegranate. Just to give you all an idea of just how much pomegranate this calls for. Yeah, this is normally, like, everything else was like one ounce, one ounce, one ounce. Two ounces? A couple twos. Yeah. And the other thing that was really weird, it went with one ounce of tequila, two ounces of two triple sec. Two ounces of triple sec. Which I is, thought the two was like, really? It's normally I reversed. I would have mixed it, but okay. <laughs> Really going for that triple sack. Oh, yeah. All right. Pass fail, uh, Allie. Oh, I mean, total pass. Okay. So, so you pass. would it's, make it it's again. It's really good. I would make it. I mean, I still have all the greens. I'm probably going to make it again later this week for a raid when we do achievements and stuff. Like, it's. Am I going to actively go out and buy a pomegranate just for you again? Maybe. Maybe not. If the mood hits me, I will. Because this, this is really good. It is very good. But I guess I guess I like things a little more sour is what I'm getting at. So. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. Of course, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, there you go. In the old Siskel and Ebert days, this is a one thumbs up drink. There you go. <laughs> well, Allie, would you like to tell everyone the good news that you can read now? And it'll be funny and not awkward in the slightest. <laughs> I'm just never reading this. Oh, my goodness. Totally not awkward. All right. <clears throat> hey there, listeners. Did you know that... Brian Adams wasn't singing a summer that happened in the year 1969. That was a fun fact, wasn't it? Wouldn't you like to learn another fun fact? We'll keep listening to the end of the show and we'll learn all about how you can support this show and keep it and all its fun facts going. It's true, by the way. 
<laughs> that, he, that he wasn't singing about something nope. that happened in 1969? Nope, that is not what that song is about. <laughs> just, so, just so you know. Okay. Well, with that in mind. I have to go back and listen to it again. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? Well, I don't know. <laughs> we will do our best. Well, 69 times. Yes, yes, absolutely. In what's becoming an entirely upsetting event, Activision Blizzard is being sued again and again. That's right, we've got two new lawsuits, not lawsuit, lawsuit, <laughs> lawsuits to quickly cover. Start things off, the National Labor Relations Board, or NLRB, is making two claims in their lawsuit. First up, it's alleged that ABK was spying on workers going back to July 21st, 2022, when employees staged a walkout after the Dobbs decision came out, which, if you don't know, the Dobbs decision is what ended Roe v. Wade. Next, it alleges that ABK threatened to shut down Slack channels set up to discuss wages, hours, and working conditions. The NLRB is claiming that the actions taken were illegal union-busting activities. Allie, thoughts? We all knew it was illegal back when they were doing it. Back when that first came out, we, we knew. Like, I feel like it was only a matter of time before the NLRB, uh, NLRB jumped in on that because... I'm glad they did. Right? <laughs> like, Why did they even think that was a good idea and legal and okay? And why did they think that no one was going to blow the whistle on that? Um... <laughs> Well, I think my opinion is it seems to me that many of the folks in the upper echelon C-suite aren't actually the brightest individuals. It feels like they can get away with whatever they want to do. It feels like they're just like, let's, here is ethical. Here is legal. Let's operate somewhere between that gray space. We are not going to operate within what would most of the popular community view as ethical. We will, mm-mm, no, that's, that's bad for business. However, we don't want to cross the line into illegal. We want to be in that nice gray space where people hate us, but we don't get in trouble. And I'm like, I'm not sure that's a great place for you to be there, C-suite. Just, it seems pretty dumb. Like, I remember it was, what would Brian Boitano do, or whatever that guy's real freaking name is. <laughs> Was like, hey, everybody, unions suck ass, and maybe you shouldn't join a union. Basically sending out that thing that he was like really skirting that le- illegal line. And yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they just want to keep pushing on that little, on that little legal, not legal. They're just, they just like to, they just like to toy with that line. It's, it's, remember, it's like that game you used to play in the car. It's like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not. <laughs> I feel like that's what they've been doing to the NLRB this whole time. I'm not breaking the law. I'm not breaking the law. Uh, that That's my opinion. What do, what do you think, Allie? Uh, I would have to... I was going to... My phrase I was going to use when you're done talking was literally that they're not the brightest crayons in the box. So you, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's just... They're stupid. How they thought... I mean, I'm sorry. When you're already pulling all sorts of crap and... Your employees have already spoken out about it and spoken to the media about it and spoken to authorities about it and they have done walkouts about it. The fact that you think you're impervious and immune to them doing it again, I just don't understand their logic at all. And there's just, there's none. 
There's none logic. Okay, there's that's right. I'm saying it. There's none logic. I know that's bad grammar, but I'm going with it. There's none. None logic. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking about none logic, <laughs> our second lawsuit comes in the form of ABK being sued for their competitive balance tax in their esports leagues. ABK is claiming that this tax was put in place to ensure that the esports team don't turn into the New York Yankees of esports, but the Department of Justice is claiming that it was put in place to artificially keep uh, salaries low. There's little information on this lawsuit at this time, but what are your initial thoughts based on the fact that they're being sued for basically saying, oh no, you can't be paid that much because we want to make sure that the teams are fair and balanced. Done logic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're just stupid. Who is running this company and why are they so stupid? Well, I think the people that are running this company may not actually realize that if you're going to run an esports league, you should probably look to the existing sports leagues. Just drop the E. And yeah, they have a salary cap. Most sports leagues have a salary cap. Like, I believe the NHL has a salary cap. The NHL absolutely does, yes. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that the uh, the players at the NHL are all part of a union. Are they? I'm pretty sure they are. Because I yeah, like a player. There's a players there's association. A players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me guess. Hmm. They probably had this competitive balance tax to somehow skirt the rules and make sure that the all of the participants of the esports weren't in a union. So I, I have a strong feeling that that was what they wanted to avoid. Let's at least based on previous actions with the NLRB suing them. Seems to me like they uh, are so anti-union that they didn't even want their eSport players to be involved in one either. On one hand, they want their eSports to be big and to be popular and, you know, top dog and super serious eSports, right? But there's so many stories of people and other esport leagues looking at how ABK runs theirs and just laughing at them because it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Uh, any any final thoughts on this before we move on? No, let's just move on. Let's have some fun. Now, before we move into our main story, we're going to take a little bit of a break to hear from our sponsors. Hi. Do you die a little on the inside when you read a tweet from Elon Musk saying the Tesla Model S will now cost $69,420? Do you roll your eyes so hard that you think your optic nerve is going to snap when you hear someone say, nice, for the billionth time? Well, you're not alone. Millions of people all around the world are sick of this played out joke and would just like to count to 70 without being interrupted. If this is you, well, there's very little hope of things changing. This damn joke has been with us since at least 2006 and likely won't be going the way of I can has cheeseburger anytime soon. But one can dream. So for everyone else out there, please know that our hatred and derision isn't directed at you. It's directed at the joke we've heard as many times as they played the song Sex and Candy on the radio back in 1997. God, that song was seriously everywhere. We get it. You smell sex and candy and you don't know who's lounging in your chair. Casting devious stares. Uh huh. Yeah. That, that's in your a, direction. Uh huh. Oh my god. 
stuck in my head now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had to mute myself, so I did not laugh at that because you were you're being serious. I, I just I was having a hard time <laughs> not laughing. I had to mute myself. <laughs> it, it's true. It's true, everyone. It's true. It's true. Now, with that out of the way, um, I think it is time for us to jump into the episode proper. What you talking about? 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 In a world where TikTok, Reels, and Shorts are becoming the dominant way to consume content, we don't always take the time to stop and read all the books we may find in-game. Hell, you may have picked up that book just for the achievement and don't even really care what the information it might contain. Well, if you're listening to the show, that's probably not you. But if it is, we've got you covered. We're going to be reading and discussing two books that could be found on the Forbidden Reach. So without further, further intro... Let's jump right in. Now, the very first book is Translated Correspondence of Black Dragons. All right? So this is The Sending Stones. Okay? This is the text messages going back and forth between old Adamanthia and Deathwing. It's primarily Adamanthia talking. Yep. So you're mostly getting Adamanthia talking, but there is at least one reply from Deathwing. Okay? Or Deltarian at the time. Whatever. Who really cares? The very first page of this book reads, What follows are translations of correspondence between the Black Dragon, Adamanthia, and Naltharian, the Aspect of Earth. At the time of this translation, I can confirm that neither I nor any Drakthir have spoken to or are able to fully remember Adamanthia. We have only fragments. Her origins and identity are mysterious, yet we feel drawn to her for reasons beyond recollection. It is as if she holds a part of us in her, sustained in more than just memory. Now, you may pursue her words in this humble volume. May this transcription help spark memories for worthy Drakthir who read it. Zesulithithithum. Jack, Jack, that our chemist. Zazulithan? Zazulithan? I'm gonna call him Zuzu. That is a mouthful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, first thing that jumps out to me is who is Zuzu? <laughs> <laughs> who, who who is who do you think Zuzu Zuzu's petals? Uh, <laughs> I a archivist, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> now, if your job is archivist, do you think being put in stasis for about twenty thousand years would make your job? Easier. I don't know why I said earlier. Easier or much, much harder. <laughs> well, probably hard. I mean, before they were put into stasis, I'm guessing that's when this was all, you know, trend, you know, archived and everything. So, you know, beforehand, when you thought everything was hunky dory, I'm sure it was fine. You were being loyal and doing your honorable duty and whatnot. But I feel like after being put in stasis for that long, when you come out of it. Would you want to actually continue being loyal and recording all this crap? Possibly. I'd be, I'd be a little bitter. I don't know. Unless I really enjoy archiving. I don't know if I would want to record these stories because I feel like I'd be pretty bitter. Personally. I think I would be too. I'd be like, uh, no. F this shit. I'm out. Yep. <laughs> it's like. That's it. I'm not playing anymore. I'm out. 
It's like Unless to- you were super dedicated to archival like, work. To me, it's kind of like Token in the Lord of the Rings South Park episode where he's like, nope, I'm out. Not playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can pass. I don't care. It's fine. Nope. I'm out. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right. Next is the connection that the drag theories seem to have with Adamantia. Obviously, it's like, hmm, Adamantia. They're like, hmm, there seems to be something there. Now, in fact, my guess, based on all of everything that we've seen and all of kind of the the guesses that the community has had and just the, the from the, the books and the quests and, and things along those lines, and also the fact that she got locked up by Deathwing and the stasis, it seems to or me so like, we think. So we know, think. Well, she got locked by someone. Anyway. Is my guess is she would probably be somehow kinda their brood mother. Kind of maybe like, or so, like something either. like it. Because obviously the drag theory were created. Right. They weren't just born, but I feel like Adamanthia was somehow tied into that. Either she was put in care of them. Or maybe she actually contributed a bit of her to their creation. Yeah, I, maybe I, that's kind of what I'm yeah. thinking. It's like she donated her eggs to be tampered with. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably maybe maybe her and Neltharian got together, eggs gave the eggs over to be uh, experimented on, and that's how they were created. Maybe. Yeah, it's just, it feels like she played a part in it somehow, particularly because the next book that we're going to get into are kind of like her lab notes, right? You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So it yeah. seems like she is playing a part somehow, either in their, most likely, in my opinion, their creation, possibly even their, I don't know, just because she may have just been like, Trying to figure out how to deal with them when they were put into stasis, because it seems like a lot of this was actually coming from a point when they were already in stasis. Like at least that's where a lot of the communications at some point are kind of going on. But uh, I don't know. What are you, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there's something with that there. I mean, obviously, and if if it is Adamanthia who is in stasis, which we've all kind of assumed at this point that she is. She must be important enough to actually be put into stasis and to actually drain some power from a section of the Jackthir in order to keep her like that instead of actually killing her or just letting her die. We don't know the whys yet, but she might be someone important. Yeah. And it would make sense if that if she is something, you know, that tied into the Jack there either she's important for that reason or she has all the information on them and Nothair didn't want to get out and maybe he secretly liked her enough to not want to kill her maybe could be could maybe be. he's got a heart in there somewhere that he used for love at some point and maybe he's like the Grinch and his heart just hasn't grown three sizes yet yeah, that could be. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. All right. Well, since this is just the introduction page, let's go ahead and get into the actual 
lore of it, I suppose. Yes, so this next sending stone is entitled The Prisoner. This is from Adamanthia. She says, Lord Neltharion, I bring news. The Reach quaked today with the wrath of Razageth. Yet I am happy to report that the seals over her makeshift prison in your vault have held. The enchantments Maligos placed there should remain intact for many ages of this world, even without magical maintenance. Our prisoner is still able to exert her influence over the weather on this island. I am worried that she might get a message out, given enough time. For now, however, our only cause for concern should be what would happen if the other incarnates learned of her presence here. I will once again remind my lackwit servants to destroy my sending stones after their messages have been sent. Hmm. Apparently they didn't destroy them. Because <laughs> we are reading them. <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe there's some in there that we're destroying we just haven't read yet, but... Well, I mean, obviously she did some call of them, them lackwits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which... I feel like that's, I mean, given Neltharion was one who gave that really long title that was temporary about like the incompetent, yeah, ne- whatever. Nefer- yeah, Nefarian was the uh, slayer of incompetent, useless minions or something like that. Right, Nefarian. So like, I feel like this kind of, it's you know, language, tradition. it's a family, it runs the family, right? So like, I feel like that's something like various members of the Black Dragonfly would say. And the fact that she's calling him Lackwitz, like, I feel like the Admanthia just fits right in with that, so. But in this instance, they may actually be Lackwitz, because if it's like, hey there, Bob, you want to go ahead and destroy these messages after uh, our boss gets them? Yeah, sure thing there, uh, Admanthia. We'll take great care of that. Ain't no problem. <laughs> Three Instead, hours just get later. scattered around the breach, and it's, it's fine. And hey, weren't you supposed to destroy those? Yeah, I'll just throw them out. I'm oh, sure it's fine. It'll be good. <laughs> do you do forget conk there? That's good. That's good. <laughs> You're not just gonna let him die, are you? <laughs> My shoulder angel. <laughs> oh, I need to watch that again. Oh, it's it's it. It is not the best Disney movie, but it is probably the funniest Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got turned into a cow. Can I go home? <laughs> You're excused. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line so much. Oh, it's so good. All right. So, uh, this one kind of jumped out at me. So, this is, this is interesting. So, first of all, we, we actually are getting some timeline here. Yeah. For any logical order. Number one, we kind of assumed this, but Razagath was imprisoned before all the others. Not a surprise. Yeah. But no one they no one knew about it yet. That's the, <laughs> That's the interesting. Right. Thing. Like they probably knew she was imprisoned. They probably assumed the aspects may be involved, but at the same time that line is interesting where it says that oh, the only cause for concern is to find out if the incarnates found out she was here, what would they do? Like, okay, so they're probably, we're not positive, but they're probably at war already because Razagath seemed to be coming in pretty hot when she was trying to destroy the, uh, the Oathbinder. Now, my kind of take on all this is it feels like 
somehow. I don't know if it's Razagath just getting all upset, angry at the, the whole concept of, you know, Naltharian enforcing his will on the Drakthir, right? Using the, using the Oathbinder. And that's why she attacked. That's see maybe because going to Razagas line, which you just recently killed her, so you definitely heard this. You think the Titans brought order to this world? No, they shackled it. What they could not control, they imprisoned, just like the aspects did to us. She is just upset that it's just. It's it's slavery to her. It's not freedom. They they're they are forcing their opinions, their every all of their their will with using order on everyone. They don't bring order to the world. They bring slavery. Is, is her opinion? Um, and she's got kind of a good point when it comes to Naltharian and the way he was treating the drag there. So. You could even point out and say, maybe if she knew what was going on, like for example, let's let's back take take a step away from World Warcraft for a second. If you found out that there was a country that had an entire group of people that they were forcing to do what they wanted, and they managed to do a nice mind control thing, so they thought that they were a, a, a unified purpose and everything was great, but you knew about this mind control device that was basically forcing the government's will on this group of people. I think people would be pretty freaked out and like that's yeah. messed up. Right. So you can see why Razagath, if she found out about the old Oathbinder freaking donut glove, she might go, yeah, I'm going to destroy that thing. So maybe yeah. <laughs> there's some, I mean, we all know Deathwing ain't exactly the greatest of guys. All right. No, and I, I mean, for a while, I just assumed that Razageth was just against the creation of the Drakthir simply for the fact that it was an aspect that made them. So they're tools of the aspect. Therefore, like, I need to go attack this aspect. Like, I never, for a while, I didn't really consider the fact that maybe she actually was trying to free them and stop them from being enslaved. Like, I hadn't. I hadn't considered that because I assumed that she just hated Neltharian so much that she was just attacking Neltharian and anything he was up to. Yeah, I mean, there's a probably some 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 truth to that. She probably did hate him with a, a with a passion. But when you, when you think about what he was doing, right? yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's really messed up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it makes sense that you know. Yes, like in stopping Neltharian, you know, that, that helps her cause because, you know, in Carnage versus Aspects, but it makes a lot of sense that she wouldn't like the fact that, you know, they're trying to force the will of the Titans on everyone else. And now here he, Neltharian is forcing his will on other people. It makes sense that she would want to stop that. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, I mean, this to me, just, just by looking at this a little bit, it's just another example of how if this is what they're going for, if this is, good job, Blizzard, because it paints your, you know, antagonist in a much better light than anything we've had in a while. Because we can actually talk about the motivations and, and what they might be thinking and what they might have wanted to do. So this right here is like, 
Like if if I'll put it this way: if you could you could write the story of the incarnates from their perspective, and you'd probably be right with them the entire way. You'd think that they are totally in the right, because right? you would see what the aspects are doing, especially Neltharian. Right? You'd be like Alex Straza. They'd probably be like, yeah, yeah Alex Straza. Yeah. Like, we all look kind of like Alex Straza. Uh, but she's kind of being an idiot because she's following along with what all the Titans say. And that's probably, in my opinion, what their opinion of Alex Straza is. Yeah, she's nice, but she's she's kind of, she's duped, right? She's falling for all the, the Titan ordery crap, right? And and I think that's, you could easily get away with, with, with that story and it would, it would totally make sense. Like you would see yeah. from their perspective that they would be most likely in the right. Now, my guess is Razagath probably struck the first blow. Like she probably kicked off the war would be my guess. And that's how they, the, the aspects can justify it. It's like, look, we were, yeah, we were in the right. We were defending ourselves. We were protecting Azeroth. They, they came after us. Oh, oh, oh. And obviously, obviously no <laughs> Just like can that. do that. Uh, it's like, well, <laughs> I was, no, it's not me. I didn't do anything wrong. What? What do you got down there in the Forbidden Reach? Pfft, nothing. I'm not telling you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not telling you. And Malagos is going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't lock anything down there. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> You, we didn't have a buddy weekend the other weekend doing uh, down at the Forbidden Reach. Buddy weekend. Mm-mm. Nope. Weekend at the Reach. <laughs> <laughs> what you guys do down there last week? No. No, we did not <laughs> lock an entire army worth of servants down there. You know, what, what happens at the Reach stays at the Reach. Exactly. It's forbidden. We don't talk about it. Yeah, it is it's definitely forbidden. Definitely forbidden. <laughs> we do not talk about the Reach. Around. <laughs> That's a different story. <laughs> that was after they were done. Right. <laughs> Gotta celebrate somehow, right? Uh-huh. Job's done. <laughs> wow. 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 I told you. Very serious podcast. <laughs> Super serious. Super serious. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on this one before we move on? So something I'm trying to wrap my brain around is... So in here we read, the enchantments Malagos put in place would remain intact for many ages. So he put enchantments in place to help make a prison for Razageth, right? Mm-hmm. In the vi- one of the videos we got before Dragonflight... We see, you know, Nazdrum is going with Emberthal and going over the history of Neltharion and the Jack Theory and whatnot. And we see in those that Neltharion, you know, we, the moment he used the void and Razageth come and, you know, charges at him. And Neltharion, like, there, there's this, like, void portal thing that opens up and Razageth goes through that. And then that's how, like, that, that attack was stopped. So how did it go from her going into the void portal terror thing of Bobby to her being imprisoned in a well prison that had enchantments placed by Malagos? My guess 
is kind of like a void elf. You know, their racial ability. Yeah. You know, they just go, I'm going to go through the void over there. It's like a yeah, little mini that makes point. sense. So my guess is he opened up a portal that sucked Razigath through, but it just plopped her right into a prison cell within the high crush or whatever yeah, the, it was. The other, the other portal it was like like in portal. Like you get your blue portal, you get orange purple. So you got the the one portal, you know, yeah. she went through there, and then the other portal opened up near the prison, just like or her into it. It is a hither thither staff. <laughs> Hither is what? Hither, hither, hither. hither. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw the okay. Dungeons and Dragons movie over the weekend. It's a, it's, oh, that's true. Oh, that yeah. That very, was that was we did see that. That was that was a fun and movie. It's yeah. the, the hither thither staff. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They did call it that. Yeah, Simon. He that was it pretty hither, nifty. Thither. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah. it's a portal gun. <laughs> yeah, basically. Now you're thinking with portals. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Naltharian was thinking with portals and he was like, <laughs> uh, Razagath, you're going to go over here and we're going to lock the door and then you're going to be uh, then I'm going to call my buddy Malagos to really lock the door. Yeah, that sounds about right. That makes sense. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Would be my guess. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we uh, jump into the next page? Let's jump into the next page. All right. Now, this Sending Stone transcription is called Initial Port. My aspect. I have made a discovery. You were correct in presuming that order magic may not be enough to reestablish control over the Drakthir. However, I have learned over my countless experiments that this may not be necessary. I have confirmed that the Drakthir are not broken. Drakthir with free will are powerful, dangerously so. Yet they are not mindless cretins. Their hearts and minds can be won over just as any free-thinking mortal might. With your permission, I would like to awaken more of the weirns so that we might explore this <laughs> assertion further. All right, so uh, so they're not broken. They're not broken. In fact, they might be fixed. This is uh, this is interesting to me because this one is like, all right. Now Therian was like, they're broken. Me, lock them up. Well, that's probably why he <laughs> locked him up and he didn't know how to. And this kind of confirms why he never unlocked them. Like there was no amount of order magic that they could use to reestablish control of the Drakthir now that they. Right. The Oathbinder or whatever was completely broken because they're they're just they're just people. They don't want to just eat, sleep, wake, train. They want to <laughs> dance and sing and have a life. Yeah, they are free-thinking individuals. Right? They're not going to listen to that crap anymore, and they're going to do what they want to do. And hey, some of them are going to listen to you, but others are going to be like, nah, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to be smoking a pancake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's, uh, that's what it is. So Adamantia, she's like, no, what are you talking about? They're not broken. They're fine. That's... It's like, hey, man, you want to join our side? We got snacks. Maybe the Drak there will be like, you got snacks? Shit, why didn't you say I like so? snacks. Yeah, why didn't I'm you in. say so? <laughs> snacks are the best. Now, my first impression is, if it is in fact Adamanthia that is in prison, that is my opinion, that is who is in the stasis, is this why she was imprisoned? 
Because she's like, they're fine, Naltharian. Let them out. Just, just let them open up the toy box. Let them free. Haven't you seen Toy Story 3? They're beautiful. They're loving creatures. <laughs> they have love in their hearts and they hold each other. They're about to die in a raging inferno. Spoilers for Toy Story 3. <laughs> and then Allie cries. May I? More spoilers. It's gin, too. I was like, oh, gosh. Oh, my God. What's happening? <laughs> in the theater, tears rained down my cheeks. Oh, jeez. My gosh. I was like, is this how it is? <laughs> Pixar, are your monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, like, what are you, what are you thinking, Allie? What's, what, what's your opinion on, on this page? Just, uh, I, I kind of think this was, I'm with Adamantia. Yeah. I, I think she had good reasoning and Neltharian probably did not want to hear her reasoning because he needs that power and he needs that control over them and he needs tools. So, as because he's a tool, he just doesn't know it. So, you know, like, I think he wanted that power over them and he wanted to bend them to his will and not take the chance of them going outside his will. Whereas she, it sounds like she has spent more time with them, I'm guessing. And she maybe sees what they could be capable of and she wants to work with them on it. She probably has a little more heart for them. Yeah. This uh, this one has me kind of thinking. Now, I don't know if this is intentional, but if it is, well played. Um, it's this it's kind of a if this is because you could easily point out this kind of back and forth this communication again going into to real life you could say hey now Therian is basically being like an overbearing super fundamentalist like messed up father figure that's like if you would go against the way that I think I don't even want you in my life anymore so so much so that in this case locks them up right which is super messed up and kind of creepy if you think about it right the fact that he literally stole 20,000 years of their lives just it's wackadoo now Adamanthe on the other hand is, is trying to convince him like just because they have a mind of their own doesn't mean that they're broken like they can be right be, I, I don't know if she would I don't know if she would use this word but she could say they could be used to our, our favor she'd probably say you know maybe they would see our way of thinking and, and even if they don't like that's okay like they're allowed to have their own opinions, their own lives. And Naltharian being, well, Deathwing, is like, no, it is 100% my way or the highway. So much so that he probably locked up Adamanthia in the, in the process too, just further cementing how messed up Naltharian was uh, in the first place. Like, super messed yep. up character. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, this, this is, that's my impression is like, Adamantia. If she was, which obviously there's no there's no proof that she was any kind of even pseudo mother figure to the Drakthir, but if she was, 
it would make sense why she's trying to advocate for them, saying that they're not broken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it really does. And I think it really, it, it adds to the fact or the thought that, you know, she might be some kind of mother figure, or even, even if she had nothing to do with their initial creation, she, you can still see a bit of, she's trying to basically fight for them here. And, you know, whether she knows it or believes it or not, you know, she kind of cares about them. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. we don't know to that, to what extent. Yeah. You, you can't really tell in this, particularly because, and obviously we'll get more into it when we get to actual her like lab notes, but in the messages that she, she's sending to Natharian, I can imagine she would be choosing her words very carefully. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Make sure that she's not setting off old, old, old Mr. Neltharian. You know, I uh, wouldn't want to see him angry, but even before he turned into actual Deathwing, <laughs> he doesn't seem like a nice guy. I don't know. Seems like one of those kind of like crazy hot-headed folk. So. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, that's all that probably heartburn from a lot of that magma in your esophagus, you know, that's, that, would, uh, that would really get you. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Allie, you want to read the next one? Uh, if we, unless I you do. have any other thoughts on that one. Nope. All right. Let's read the next one. I'm, I'm, uh, this is this is good. I wish I had a nice, like, deep voice to like do an Altharian voice. Unfortunately, I just have my voice. This one is called "Final Warning." You should do it like a gnome voice. No. <laughs> <laughs> First off. I need more alcohol for that. Second off, I'm just going to laugh the entire time. And third off, Neltharian did not at all sound like a gnome, especially a female gnome, because that's just what I sound like when I do my gnome voice. Hey, everybody. <laughs> that's Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Neltharian says, this is your final warning, Adamanthia. If you continue in your defiance, you will become an example to all any foolishly entertain such asinine aspirations. Your suffering will span millennia. Even death will not release you. Any who look upon you will gaze upon your torment and despair. Cease this folly or retribution awaits you. Yep, he's not a nice guy. Nope, and I'm pretty sure that this is this is our proof right here that this this stone is why I'm pretty sure it is actually Adamanthia imprisoned in the stasis. Yeah, I am. At this point, I am 100% convinced now she, she must have continued in her defiance. I nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, obviously nothing. And happy at all with the idea of letting any of the Drakthir out of their stasis. I am imagining that was probably a direct response to the last message where she was like, let me just open up a couple more cans of Drakthir. And he was like, <laughs> no, knock it off. Mm -mm. You're done. Yeah. Um, and I, the really bad news is, is if what Neltharian here is writing, that Adamanthia, if that is in fact Adamanthia, which I am at this point convinced it is. Yeah. If that's who is in prison, she is not just imprisoned and just locked up in stasis like Demolition Man, kind of like I'm an ice kind of thing. No. 
Now, she is most likely being tormented. And yeah, probably. Tortured for the entire time that she's been there. So that, again, very messed up. You know, you see, if you if you kind of follow the the line of events, the, the chain of causation, if you will. First, you get um, now Theron, he creates the Jack Deer and, you know, he has him basically doing everything he wants them to based on the Oathbinder. Okay. Razagath may find out about it. I mean, in my opinion, it seems like she did because at least in the video, she seemed to be making a beeline for Neltharion and zapped yeah. right there. Zapped that glove. First thing that she did. So, she probably was pissed off saying, all right, you basically got a bunch of slaves that you've created. Not cool, dude. Not cool at all. Now, now that he no longer has control, he has decided that he is going to strip away everything from them and lock them away. Basically imprison them because they can now think for themselves. And he doesn't like that. That doesn't serve his purpose. Now, he's got a friend of his, colleague, whatever, Adamantia saying, hey, this is messed up. They're not broken. They could be just as powerful as a weapon, even possibly more powerful than what they were before. If they all, you know, were, you know, given, allowed to become their full potential, right? To become who they could possibly be. And he said, no, back I'm going to lock you up if you keep talking that way. No. There you go. This is our answer to everything. He's going to lock up the track there. He's going to lock her up. He's going to lock up Raz guys. Just lock, lock them all up. Yeah, he's going to pretty soon. He's going to run out of cages. He's like, nope, 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 nope. Let's have Mal- Malagos. At least, at least back then he would have just had Malagos make more. Yeah. So, yeah, as you can see, it's kind of a not a good chain of events so far. It's, no. And uh, he is not coming out looking good. Not that we expected him to come out like a shining beacon yeah. on the hill. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It's like, oh, this guy, he's the one who fell. Uh, no, we're like, oh, that guy's an asshole the whole time. It's, yeah. Right. Obviously. So there we go. Um, now, we don't know how much the old gods have been whispering to him and messing with his mind for the millennia or whatever that it's been because... You know, as we can kind of go back way back to Dawn of the Aspects, he did seem like a really good guy when he was just a proto drake, right? Yeah. Give him some Titan Juju and he starts getting all full of himself. I don't know if that's it or if it's just the old guy saying, you're the coolest. You should be in charge. That queen, she's all, she's all soft. No, <laughs> you're, you're like hard as a rock, man. You're like, you're like tough, <laughs> tough like a mountain. You should be in charge. Right, so that's probably why he is being such a jerk. Is he got mess, he's got a brain mess with? But anyway, this is a messed up page in my opinion. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, it really gives us a glimpse into Neltharian's thought process, which we also I already had that, so it doesn't really surprise us that this is his knee jerk reaction is. I will torture you and you will fill it forever and I will imprison you. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. That'd be a, that'd be a better response. <laughs> hey, Manthea. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> the drugs are not nice. 
They don't accept me for who I am. I just want a thing. Neltharian, the first mean girl. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it truly is. Mm -hmm. Alright. I, I got nothing else. You got anything else? Neltharian is the first plastic, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> No, I got nothing on this one. Let's jump into the final page of the first book. Now, this one, this transcription is titled Protest. Dost thou protest too much? Adamantia. <laughs> My aspect. I thought I was doing everything you asked and more. The extraction of black dragonflight essence from the Drakthir has gone smoothly. Though I worry it may permanently cripple their abilities. Yet you commanded and I obey. You ordered the sealing of the creches, and so I work with the worms and Alagos, as commanded. Today, I received word that you have ordered my awakened Drakthir to Abaris, as if they were expendable for some esoteric experiment. I must know why. I demand their release. You can see for yourself they are awake and aware Creatures capable of independent thought. Their trust must be cultivated, not forced. In the strongest possible terms, I must protest. Trusting to your genius, I entrust these words to be careful consideration of your sagacious, that's a word, intellect. <laughs> okay, this right here. This is some PR talk. This is this is like, hey, dude, fucking knock it off. <laughs> that's that's what she wanted to say. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, no, I, I, you, to me, I'm reading. She is pissed. She's pissed, and she wants Naltharian to stop immediately. Whatever the hell he's doing, and let her people go. Right, A little Moses in that instance. <laughs> <laughs> going back to the whole like hey she may not be the mother of the drag there but she is a is at least seemed to have taken on some type of mother like role it's when she says the term my drag there yep. are she's like those are my drag there though to me it's more like ah. and clearly she was choosing her words very, very carefully here. Right, now, I don't know if she was saying, these three are mine, the rest are yours. Right? Maybe that's what she's saying, but felt like she was talking more as the, the all of them. Right? That's how I read it. Now, obviously, she could have meant like, hey, these four that you agreed that I could do run my experiments on them, mine. And yet you shipped them off to Abaris like an asshole. Why'd you do that? Right. That that's kind of that's the vibe I'm getting from this from this note. Yeah. I mean, we're we're seeing a glimpse into how much she does care with them. Cause like as you said, she said my drag there. She's also talking about wanting to cultivate trust. Not force them. Like she's cultivating. She wants a healthy trust relationship with them. She thinks it's possible. And despite the intense threat from the last Standing Stone, where he's talking about 
imprisoning and torturing her for millennia. She's still calling him out on this, but she does it in a really wise way because she lists all the things. She sandwiches it, right? Right. Okay. This, I, I'm a big fan of when you're talking with like coworkers and whatnot, like the sandwich, right? So she's, she's talking about all the things she, she he asked her to do and she did them all. And in the middle, you have her, her calling him out on his BS. And at the end, she's appealing to his ego and talking about like, you have such great intellect and I trust that you will consider this. So, you know, she's, she sandwiched it, but she, she's trying to get like, she's strong as possible terms. And so she's trying to, she's being professional with it, but she is, she is speaking her mind, but she tried to sugarcoat it on either side. Yeah. 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 She has that. She, she girl boss that pretty hard. She's like, look, look, you, you said do this and I did it. I didn't necessarily agree, but I did it. All right? You said do this. I did that too. Thought you were a little crazy, but we did it anyways. All right? And now, and now, you're saying that we're just going to ship these folks off like they're nothing? Mm, see, that's, that's where I got a problem. See, me and my drag theory, we recently signed up um, for some online counseling on betterhelp.com. <laughs> and we've been working through our trauma. We've been trying to figure out how we can move past our path and form a better relationship as colleagues, coworkers, even possibly family. And here you are just messing it all up in your genius. Hmm? Cause you're so smart. <laughs> you're going to consider these words cause he's, he's such a smart guy. Right? So yeah, now Therian, he's being seen more asshole and surprise. <laughs> Adamantia is going to like, you know, play on his ego to try and, well, as we know, reason with him didn't work because she, no. she got locked up, uh, as we are assuming here, based on uh, everything that we went through uh, in the last episode with Ebon Horn and, yeah, Ebon Horn. Who's following? Emberthal. Emberthal was trouncing around. Do, 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 do. That's what Ebon Horn and. Oh my god, I lost it again. <laughs> Emberthal. Ember. That's a hard word. It's like your song is beautiful. It's a hard word. It's a hard word to say. Emberthal. Mm. Emberthal. And then there was that other guy who got killed, and Allie was really mad. Yeah. She was mad. Mad. So she was like, we're not, oh, like we're not talking about Damos, okay? Like, Damos, Damos, whatever. This is good. This is a good guy. We're not, we're not like, talking about it. Like him. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of giving me some. Erlon vibes. He's really cool. Just like Errol. Damn it! <laughs> Stupid blizzard. <laughs> Making me care about these, you know, B, C characters. They whatever are, level of characters they might be. D care. Whatever level. I'm caring about freaking Adamantia. That's what I'm, I'm just like, Adamantia is great. She's, well, I care about her now too. But. Yeah, and I'm like sad. That she's like, she's over here talking like, like, dude, you need to like do the right thing here. All yeah. Right? Step up. Stop being an asshole. Do the right thing. He didn't do the right thing. He did the wrong thing. I mean, in his mind, he did. True. In his mind, he did the right thing. He did the wrong thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. History will... He was on the wrong side of history. Yeah. Put it that way. So, he thought he was the hero. But there is a little thing called an old god saying, 
you're the hero, dude. <laughs> you got this. You're gonna you're save totally the world. You're totally not our tool. Yeah. Uh, and funny thing is, in the old gods' mind, and the Void Lords, they're totally the heroes of their story. They're like, yeah, creation and reality is a plague. <laughs> Kill it all. <laughs> Destroy it. Embrace the void and the nothingness. Oh, wow. That's creepy. Okay. That was creepy. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. But to them, they're like, yes. Entropy. Nothing. It's good. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Deathwing's like, oh, burn it all down. Burn it all down. All right. All right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Don't burn it all down. That's where my stuff is. (laughs) I like my stuff. All right, any other thoughts uh, on this page or this book as a whole? No, I think it was a nice glimpse into some of Neltharian's workings. It gives at least a little more of a timeline to go on pre, you know, what we know as civilization or whatever, you know, pre- Sundering, if you will, and pre, you know, Dracula. Just it's nice to get this kind of glimpse, and also to see his relationship with others, and to see that even before you know pre Deathwing era, he was still Nass. So <laughs> we, we get a glimpse into that too. Definitely Nass, like super senior level ass. He is the CEO <laughs> of Ass. <laughs> I mean, some people might like that, but that's a different story. D- different kind of ass. First, <laughs> yeah. There's different is like, you got an ass. Like, mm, oh, chef's kiss. Uh, and then there's also, <laughs> you're just an ass, but personality-wise, that's not good. Right, yes, yes. And we're, well, what we're saying is the English language is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the English language is weird. <laughs> Next up, we have got the <laughs> journal of Adamantia. So no Deathwing jumping in here going like, ah, I'm a jerk. Uh, nope, it's just her. In this book, you can understand a little bit more about her. So, it's already the last page. Allie, take it away. Yay, actually, I think I've found all these page- pages except for like one, maybe two. So I'm excited to read this. But the first page says, Reader, below are the words as best we could transcribe and translate of Adamanthea as recovered from her journal entries in the Forbidden Reach. Adamanthea is a name we strain to hear across the gulf of history. Some Drakthir have experienced sparks of dream, memory, or reverie that feature her, but like so many of our memories, the full picture is denied us. As you read her words within this tome, we hope you may have further recollections. It is my hope that these words will help other Drakthir by providing some insight as to our origins and those dragons we once served. Zazulithin? Jack the Archivist. Yeah, Zazu again. Zazu. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, in my opinion, it's more proof that Adamantia is some, playing some type of motherly role, right? Yeah. They've got these flashes, these memories... And the word I googled, reverie, slick <laughs> like daydreams, right? Yeah. Um, and they're like, uh, yeah, feels like uh, feels like I know her, but I can't remember her. So 
that to me is like, well, that's really interesting. Really interesting. Yeah, like they're they're trying. They have these puzzle pieces, and they're trying to put them all together and get the full picture of their origins and where they came from and what happened, why they were in stasis, and what happened when they were in stasis, and all that. And as a player of the dwarves, I appreciate this. They're like, yeah, because yeah. that's what the dwarves are all about. They're like, I want to know everything. We used to be the Earth and the Titans, and then, blah, blah, blah. it's great. Love it. <laughs> Go play Wrath Classic. You'll love it. <laughs> kind of what a lot of it was. Uh, right. Next page. Next page. We get the entry into the Journal of Adamantia is called Experiments. Failure! Again! 101 Drakthir have been released from stasis. Yet in each experiment, the subject eventually regains all memory and retains none of their formal mental conditioning. It is becoming increasingly clear what has been done cannot be undone. So, this is pretty much proof that, in my opinion, what was motivating Razagath was to destroy Oathbinder if she possibly knew anything about it. Now, I the only proof that I have that Razagath knew anything about it is the fact that she spit one freaking lightning bolt and it smacked Oathbinder. Like, yeah, like it would seem very purposely aimed yeah. at it. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been a coincidence. Could have been she was just shooting for his face and his glove got in the way. Maybe. But I don't know. Seems uh seems a little suspect to me. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't tell this story and you wouldn't have all this fun stuff and intrigue from Blizzard if there wasn't Razagath probably had a purpose for it. Or maybe she just smelled the stench of titan magic on it and just wanted to destroy it because she hates the titans yeah that that definitely could be if you could smell titan it smells like she probably thinks she can it smells like cinnamon <laughs> actually why, why would titan magic smell like cinnamon <laughs> cinnamon is delicious and i like things neat and tidy and orderly so that's fair i'll give you that all right all right cinnamon is delicious for sure yeah so uh Maybe, maybe she's just like, she's one of those people that's just like, yeah, whatever, man. Put it wherever it goes. It doesn't have to go there. Order, not order. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> and I'm over here going, oh, everything must have its spot. I've cleaned my desk. I put, I put the PlayStation 5 underneath the desk. I mount it. That's nice and clean. <laughs> people show me a picture of their desk. I go, ah, dude, something about your cable management. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you get here. Am I going to need to bring my drill and some cable trays? <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Allie's like, maybe. <laughs> it just, under our table, under, sorry, under our TV, where, you know, all of our consoles are and stuff, it's just, it's a really awkward space that the previous owner left behind for us, and cable management is a little... Is, is not happening yet. It's challenging sometimes. It's not always easy. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Well, so if Razagath was like, destroy the Oathbinder. Right? Now, even if she didn't know what was going to happen, if Razagath was going to try and destroy the Oathbinder, it was probably pretty evident that the relic had something to do with the Drakthir's unity in battle. So it would have been a smart target to cripple Natharian's forces, at the very least. So if she didn't know that what happened happened, she was like, hey, he always seems to do like, power glove and then they go attack maybe they were just like hey um 
maybe stop the power glove. Right? <laughs> right. Right. That seems at least pretty plausible that, you know, if they hated it and they hate the stench of cinnamon, that, uh, you know, it smelled pretty cinnamony when he was doing the power glove. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, any, any thoughts on this one before we jump into the next page? I can't get it past your whole cinnamon smell, so I think we should just move on. I don't know. <laughs> Just picked a random spice. <laughs> All right. This entry is relics. Adamanthia says, I have attempted to employ other Titan relics within the warder's arsenal. Not even the hammer of Kasgaroth is capable of reasserting order in any meaningful way. Order magic still fails to take hold. I've not read that one before. That's interesting. The hammer of Kasgaroth? Really? It's like, how did they have that? Yeah, that is definitely an interesting... Uh, wow! My notes, we'll just jump into this really quick as we continue to discuss this. Obviously, in my opinion, this is a very fun retcon because it's like, hey, we were just like, did you know that they used to own the Hammer of Kazagroth? Fun fact. We first heard about the Pillars of Creation in Legion, and now the ha- Hammer of Kazagroth is showing up here again. So, what do you think? Do you think the Pillars of Creation were originally possessed by the Aspects? No, I, I don't think so because... Because I've had to do some of the research on these recently for Dungeon Fables, and I know, yeah, yeah, this is this is a thing. So the the pillars of creations were created from the pantheon and given to the Titan Keepers in as as items they can use in their forging of Azeroth. So that's that's them using it. But then we we have we have a chunk of time between when Azeroth was forged informed and whatnot and when the pillars of creation were eventually like found like all over and brought to a vault in Suramar and like there, there's a chunk of nothing time that we, we just don't know about like or it sounds like they may have been scattered around Azeroth I guess I don't know so I don't know if maybe Neltharion just got a hold of the hammer of Kazgroth at some point, or maybe, or maybe, the Titan Keepers gave one or more of them to the Aspects to use for some reason. I don't, I don't know. Like there, there's a piece missing here that I'm really, I'm really curious about how they got that. Yeah, like, do you think Nazdormu had the Eye of Amontool at some point? I mean, it would help him see, right? <laughs> it would. <laughs> My other thought is, what the heck is in the warder's arsenal? <laughs> what else is in there? Right. Like, if they if they had the freaking hammer Kazgroth, like, what else did they have? Like, so during the War of the Agents, Elisa and her allies, you know, they, they used the Pillars of Creation to stop the Bring Legion, right? And to stop them from creating another portal in the Temple of Loon, which is later the Tomb of Sargeras. So after that happened, it just... Neltharion acquired us somehow. After they were used during the War of the Ancients. So we, we don't know how. Um, and well, after the War is, of the Ancients... This is probably like, before the War of the Ancients that he had it. I mean, maybe, but I'm, I'm just saying that Elisand and Queen Ashara... Um, actually not Queen Shar, but like Elisand 
had all of the pillars of creation during the War of the Ancients. All okay. of them. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, if she had it during the War of the Ancients, then I'm guessing Neltharion acquired it after the War of the Ancients. Mm. Um, the only thing, I, other thing I know about this is so after the War of the Ancients, Holden High Mountain and an uprising of Deathwing's Drogbar, like the the, the, the Dr- Deathwing's Drogbar slaves, battled Deathwing or Neltharion. And Holn used the hammer of Kazgroth to banish Deathwing from the land. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, remember, remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So didn't we get the the, the hammer from Neltharion's lair of uh, that dungeon? Yeah, like we, we so and then and then later on Legion, we got the hammer of Kazgroth. Yeah, and we specifically got it from the Dragbar king face or whatever. Yeah, Dar- Dar- Dargul the Under King. Yeah. Yeah. And that was in Neltharion's lair, right? I believe so. So yeah, that okay. It's kind of kind of coming. He probably found it in Naltharian's lair, most likely. So it was. So you're you're right. Uh, I think in the order of operations, because I was I was thinking about it as you were talking. There is no reference to at what point this is. Right. Well, no. This would have to be before the War of the Ancients, though, wouldn't it? Because would it? Yeah, because the Dragon Isles were locked down during the War of the Ancients, and they couldn't come back. True. That's true. So, at some point, Neltharion had a Hammer of Kazgoroth on the Dragon Isles, and then when they left, and he probably had to go create a new lair, is when he put it there. How Elisan got it, no freaking clue. Yeah, and all we, I mean, we don't even have many details on that. We just know that Elison and her allies, like the, like she had a group of highborn specifically to go hunting for powerful artifacts, and that included the pillars of creation, especially when it came to um, the War of the Ancients. So yeah, like I think I think you're right. I think, and maybe because it does have abilities relating to stone, there is a chance it was entrusted to Notharian. Yeah, yeah, at some point it could have been. I think that would make a lot of sense. And then I think you're on something. Like I think he like took it to, you know, so he had it. And he had it on Forbidden Reach, and all these things happened. And then he, he, you know, when they left the Reach, he probably brought it with him and just stored it in Neltharion's lair, which would make sense. Yeah. And then Elison and them just in their hunting, they found it and they took it. And then Dragbar got it. No, ow. <laughs> but they did. Well, because Neltharion supposedly stored it in his lair again after they used it. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just, but it does, it does like all that to say, like it really does make me wonder if they had it, or if he had the freaking hammer of Kazgaroth, like what else is there? Yeah. What else did he have? Especially it's like, I have attempted to employ other Titan relics yeah. within the warder's arsenal. What other relics are in there? Right? Are they more pillars of creation or are they just Oathbinder-esque? Right? Because, you know, things that we haven't heard of before. Right? Is it something like that? Or did she straight up try and use the Eye of Amma tool on them? Right? The friggin' Nightwell, basically. <laughs> right? Right. Maybe. Right. That's possible because, again, this would have been pre-War of the Ancients because they're still on... The Reach still have access to the locked up track there. So that's really interesting. I got no freaking clue 
what else is going to be in that arsenal, but hey, maybe we'll get a little bit of sneak peek into that in uh, 10.1 when we go into Abris. I hope so. This just makes... I was already eager to learn more about this storyline and put more of these puzzle pieces together, but now little things like this makes me want to know even more. Yeah, it makes me want to actually level my drag theory. <laughs> Because there's supposedly a Drexler only quest at some point that I'm gonna have to play. Oh man, now I need to level my Drax there. Yeah, yeah. That's what all the data mining is saying is that there's a Drax there only quest. I'm like, uh, I, I mean, I do have a level game. 60 boost I haven't used yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, leveling Drax here is it starts at 60, right? It's not. Yeah, it goes quickly. It's not that bad. I mean, if it was at 70, that'd be nice, right? That's yeah, nice, but it's not. But yeah, um, I don't really know if I have anything else. I'm just more interested. In what the heck else is in that arsenal? And I, I got no yeah. idea. <laughs> I mean, we already kind of went over. Like, I don't really know why order magic is failing at this point. I don't know. Maybe it's like once the spell is broken, you can't really undo the damage. You know, once you start thinking for yourself, you're gonna be like, no, 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 I'm done with that crap. Mm-mm. That know. would make sense. I don't know. It's to me, it's kind of like whenever you're fighting an ancient dragon or any kind of creature like that in D&D and you successfully save on their frightful presence, you're no you're immune to that effect uh, for at least 24 hours cuz you're like, "All right, I have I am no longer scared of this friggin' dragon because now I've saved and now it can't scare me anymore because I'm still looking at it. Right. Maybe it's like a, eh, been there, done that. You can't do that to me anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. You got anything else before we uh, keep going? No, let's keep going. Right. Next page is called The Creches. We sealed the creches today. Malagos asked for volunteers. Three of his zealots and their retinue chose to be entombed with the Drakthir. I must hurry with my research. The magic of Malagos is strong, but I still question this course of action. Obviously, very short, but interesting, because the point that Adamanthe is still questioning it, she clearly cares for the Drakthir. Right? Yeah. And it, and I think this is what, what is interesting here. It also seems to point here that when Malagos cast the spell initially... The creches weren't sealed yet. Right? right. I think they were, and based off of this, they were trying for a long time to basically fix the Drakthir. Make them my perfect automaton army again. Right? They didn't want the bad batch. They didn't want the the those that can think for themselves. They wanted those right. to follow orders. Right. And when Adamanthia failed, I think that's when the decision was made. All right. Show's over. We're not paying for this anymore. We're, uh, we're shutting up shop and close it down. We're good. Yeah. But it sounds like. That's what it feels like happened here is the um, Adamanthia basically failed to give Deathwing what he wanted. And so he was just like, all right. This photo model lasted. Shit, close it up. And even Malagos had three basically 
sets of, uh, you know, three zealots and uh, their retinue to stay behind to be entombed within, to be entombed with the Drakthir. It's why when they woke up, they're like, you should be asleep. And they started attacking. Uh, they've been there for a long time, but eh, dragons live a long time. <laughs> so It's a living, I guess. I guess. That's what they're thinking. Like, who would volunteer for that? <laughs> Not me. Not me. All right. What were, what are your thoughts on this one there, Allie? Well, it just goes to show that she didn't agree with what was being done, but we kind of already knew that. And it just kind of continues on with the timeline. Yeah. Totally that's, 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 that's about it. It's nothing too like, oh my gosh, it's a big point to talk about or research. Yeah, it's not a hammer it's of wrath. No, no, it's no hammer. Just an interesting little tidbit that's interesting to hear. All right. Now, here's the final page before we start wrapping up this episode. Yes, and it is called Silence. We were warned to tell no one, not even the other aspects. No one must learn of these Drakthir. No one must know what lies beneath the surface of the Reach. Is it shame or pride? Either way, Dragonkind will always remember this Reach is forbidden. Let that be its fitting sobriquet? Nickname. I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I said that right. All who dare trespass upon this terrain are interlopers to our blighted realm. These lands of legacy. This forbidden reach. Now we know why it's forbidden. Yep. And I like the fact that it's like, can't tell no one. Got to keep a secret. And this kind of brings it back to um, Viranoth when she was like, "They kept so many secrets, not just not just from from us, but from each other." Right. So it's like, yeah, they obviously did keep a lot of secrets, and I'm kind of curious to know why they were not allowed to tell the other aspects. Why was Malagos in the circle of trust? Because Eltharian and him, they were they were buddy buddy, but you know, no, Malagos is a little more, you know, oh, maybe things are just morally gray, and but like, I I would imagine that if the other aspects beyond, you know, besides Malagos, found out that this was happening with Jackthir, they'd probably be pretty pissed at Eltharian. <laughs> I want to free the Jackthir, and Eltharian can't have that. Yeah, I don't. It's it's interesting that they're like, all right, we could tell Malagos, but we're not telling anybody else. And that's just like, hmm. Just goes to show. Is Odin right? Hmm? Trusting a bunch of stupid dragons to protect all of Azeroth? Really a smart thing to do? Starting to think no. Starting to think no. Because it's not just. Now, Therian, obviously, that had a problem. Obviously, Malagos is, like, not exactly on the up and up. He was, uh, he was a little less, I'm going to burn it all down, world ND, I'm going to break it. But he did decide that he was going to rip all of the, uh, the ley lines out of the world, which apparently he didn't necessarily know about the fact that the world had a titan soul and it would have killed the world by doing that. But, hey, you know, keeping secrets. 
Maybe the Titans yeah. should have told them too. So that's what you get. It's a, it's a whole communication piece, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice if they actually communicated with each other and really told what was going on and, you know, really got that, uh, that, uh, you know, online therapy course at, uh, through betterhelp.com. And said that, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, I've been, I've been struggling with these thoughts and these feelings recently. Maybe you could help me, you know, work through them. Maybe, maybe find out why I, I want to keep so much stuff to myself. But no, no, they decided to uh, listen to those voices in their head because it's, that's, that's always a good thing to do. Listening to the voices in your head by the, the little whispers from the deep. Just so you know, if you're hearing those, not a good idea. Not a good, don't listen to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, if someone's telling you, don't tell them. Mm-mm, can't trust them. Yeah, that's that's not a good thing to listen to. Not a good thing at all. Any other reason why they wouldn't want to tell it? Is it shame? I'm thinking no. Is it pride? Maybe a little bit of pride mixed in there. I mean, Neltharian had that ego, so there could be some pride mixed in there. I think there might be a little bit of shame. Might be a little bit of pride. Maybe shame because it didn't go quite according to plan. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe the old gods told him not to. <laughs> That's also entirely possible. It's like, hey, man, don't don't tell your sisters about that. and Don't tell Nazdormu. Uh, in fact, we're going to make sure we do some weird timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly, goggly-gook that he'll never be able to find out what went down between the Drakthir and Razagath. We don't know how we did it. But he's going to have to use the memories of Emberthal to find out what happened. And, you know, maybe the old gods didn't know that could happen, but they know all possibilities. So they probably just should have told him anyways. But maybe there was a bias in time. But again, when it comes to time travel, it gets very weird because you could just be like, oh. does, does. Nazdormu traveled to that point in time, found out, and now he's always known. Because that's the thing. If at one point in time he found out, he could just go back in time and tell himself or tell another member of the Bronze Dragonfly. So, again, Blizzard doesn't exactly do time travel super great. <laughs> because he is the timeless one. If he ever knows, he always knows. Right. So, yeah, it's a bit of a, bit of a problem. Bit of a problem there. But uh, I don't know. I guess uh, Nasdormu expended all his timey-wimey goodness uh, killing Deathwing, so... Can't can't do that as much anymore, but I don't know. Now, did you have any other thoughts on this page or this book or all both books in general before we start wrapping this up? I think it was a fun little setup for Adamanthia. It was a fun way to kind of give us a bit of a story and kind of paint a little more of the picture of what happened in the earlier days. And kind of feels like it was specifically possibly made with the lore community in mind because the average player and I, mean, I could be entirely wrong with this but I feel like the average player who you know they picked it up and turned it in and didn't give another thought or they picked it up and read it thought it was neat and 
you know, got some information from that. But I feel like it's the lore community that's really going to put those puzzle pieces together and sort out the timeline and consider, you know, the hammer of Kazagroth and everything. And I just, I feel like this was a nice little way to give us this opportunity to dive into the story a little bit more in a way that, you know, also it didn't, it didn't take too much effort for them to put this in the game, you know, as opposed to like a cinematic or whatever, but it still gave us something to go on, which is pretty awesome. And I like that. Yeah, uh, I very much like that. Um, Now, I have a very important question. Yes. What do you think that these two books are foreshadowing? Why did they put them in the game? Well, I think we're getting to have Manthea back at some point. We better be. I'm sorry. Because to go through the effort to show us this dragon in stasis and make it mysterious. Ooh, and to put these out in the game and make it be by Manthea. We got to be releasing her at some point, right? And she's going to have a ton of answers for us. Or at least some answers for the drag there. Right. Yeah. Uh, totally agree. Totally agree. I feel like this is exactly what these, are, these two books are setting up. Like, if we don't, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah, I mean, if we're right, we've already found her. Right. right. And Ebonhorn was always like, and we already said, oh, we can't break her out because there seems to be a magical siphon here keeping all of the locks in place. So my guess is this is just some fun foreshadowing, some backstory into who Adamantia was, why she was locked in place, because... He had the audacity to disagree with her boss. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Deathwing don't like that. Deathwing doesn't like it when you disagree with him. And yeah. In fact, I would go so far as to say my guess is if we're going to unlock Adamantia, which I feel like we absolutely are. Yeah. That it's probably going to be something that happens with a 1015 or if they stick with this, a 1017 uh, patch um, thing, because it absolutely feels. Yeah, just jumping in here really quick to let everyone know it gets a little spoilery from here on out. So if you don't want to hear about the data mining or anything like that going on on the 10.1 PTR, uh, you can probably skip the rest of the episode and you'll be good. Eh, maybe five minutes or so if you want to get out of that, but uh, eh, no guarantee. So, yeah, catch you, catch you on the next one if you don't want the spoilers. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. If all of the speculation and all of the data mining and everything that the community has been talking about, the, the Evokers is possibly going to get a third spec, right? Where, I don't remember their name. Insert Deathwing quote here. You three shall be the examples all Drakthir will follow. Sarkareth, my devastator, you shall rend your foes with the powers of the red and blue dragonflights. Viridia, my preserver, you shall heal our allies with the grace of green and bronze dragonflights. And Emberthal. You will wield the essence of the Black Dragonflight to augment all those around you with my power. By my command, kneel and obey. So if that is the case, then you're going to get a third spec. 
probably not going to want to do that right there on 10-1, right in the middle no, of... No, for sure not. I'll race the world first. <laughs> so, yeah, they're probably going to do it with 10-5, or even possibly 10-7, uh, 10-1-7, because they're probably going to want plenty of time on the PTR for folks to test it. If that is the... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Especially if they're bringing in a new spec mid-expansion. Yeah. Which is not common for them. My... I, I've gone back and forth on if I think they're actually getting a new spec or not. But if they were to be doing a mid-expansion like this, it tells me that they were already planning on this extra spec. Yeah. But they wanted to wait and tie it into the story. Yeah, I feel like they were going to tie it into the story. Or the team was like, hey, we're moving really fast. We're going we're gonna to hit the ground running. I'll give you two specs. <laughs> like, we got time for two. Yeah, we can weave that yeah. third one in. Hey, Steve, you got a story? You wanna, you wanna give us, you wanna buy us some time? It's like I got you, I got you, man, I got you covered. <laughs> Good old Stevie D. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that might actually be what what kind of went down. Maybe, maybe, maybe. The other possibility is this, this is a cool story. We're all speculating and think it's gonna be a thing, and that's pretty awesome. I I like the idea, and also my death thing described it. It's either gonna be something would my guess would be something disc priest like right where it's kind of thing and then Could also be, yeah. when when we're over here going like oh they've never done this before they've never brought in a spec mid mid tier i would say they kind of have but that's back in classic because oh. they reworked retribution paladin so many freaking times <laughs> it was like a brand yeah. new class every single single patch <laughs> Hey, I, I, I listened to those Tavern Cast episodes. They were talking about it quite a bit. And they're like, yeah. They were. It's true. Red Paladin it's true. is totally different. It is a completely new class. <laughs> There's completely new spec. Totally, totally different. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else to add before we start getting out of here? No, I'm just, I'm excited to continue putting some of these puzzle pieces in place and get more information. All right. Well, if that is it, you can take it away with a fun review we got. Yeah, we actually got a review from Paulo. Now, this was actually given five months ago, so we, we do apologize for that. It happens. But it is called it is, it is titled Bottoms Up 5 Out of 5 Stars. They say, been listening to both of you for a long time, both Morally Gray and Dungeon Fables. Good to have a podcast that's about lore, but not at all serious. <laughs> Sorry. After talking about being super serious, it just, it's good timing. <laughs> not all serious. Y'all are awesome to listen to. Helps I also have, helps I also drive an hour to work. Keep it going. And this drink is to you from one trunk to another. Not an alcoholic, they admit it's a problem. There we go. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Paulo, for the review. It really does mean a lot to us. I know it warms my heart when people talk about how they listen to Marley Gray and Dungeon Fables because it's kind of what brought the two of us together. So it just warms my heart. It's true. Yeah. Thank met. you. It's true. It's true. Yeah, so, totally true. Totally true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fact. Yeah. So thank you, Paulo, for that review. And we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry I didn't check bonus roll for a while. 
five months apparently. Sorry about that. But speaking of thanking people, we have to thank the patrons. That's right. It's a part of the show where we get to say a quick thank you to all the patrons that support us and keep the show going. All of you, thank you so much. It really does mean a lot to us. If you'd like to join their ranks and support the show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash live laugh lore. Now, we do like to take a moment to thank our top patrons by name. And some of them like to change their names, apparently. <laughs> so this is going to be a thing that's happening right now. Uh, first up, we have a poodle named Margot. Marjo. Margot. Marjo, but it's Mar- Margot. It's, it's Marjo. What's up, Marjo? Hello. <laughs> poodle, apparently. Uh, Akis. Hello, Akis. It's just fun to say Akis. Every time, it's like Akis. It just, it's fun. Just like Nadun. Nadun and Nikis are both fun to say. I don't know why. Just rolls off the tongue nicely. Uh, next up, we have Kamari. I don't hear no bell. Johnson. Didn't. It's good. I didn't. Didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know what I said, but there you go. Yeah, it was a, it, they, they clarified that it was a South Park thing when uh, Stan's dad fought Bat Dad. That's right. That's right. I don't hear no bell. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, next is m- mud with a bunch of T's. It was probably is that your typo. M- no, is that mud? No, no. My <laughs> guess is that is a reference to me saying that I had the coworker that was so now he is mud. I mean, mud is pretty creative, so I can see that actually being a good call there. Mud, good job. Call that a callback. That's callback, Allie. Good job, good job, mud. <laughs> and then we have Chris Mellor. Hello, Chris. Meller. We had Dungeon Me- Meller. That's right. It's Meller. Say it's right. Mellor. They corrected us. But Mellor is fun to say. It is. So you're right. It's no good call. It's Meller. It's Meller. Meller. Next time, Chris, I won't get that wrong. I was so proud of my to myself like two episodes episodes ago when I got it right. It was great. I messed up again. Sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. Uh, Dungeon Master Burke. We're playing some D&D before this episode comes out. Unless you're a patron, of course. If you're a patron, you're going to get this before we go play D&D. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you're going to get this before we play D&D. We're going to play D&D and on Sunday, my- by the way, on the 16th. Sure, true, 16th. Uh, Mike Smith. Hello, Mike. Thank you so, so much. We really do truly appreciate you. And Dracorus. Yes. Thank you, Dracorus. I appreciate that. And I appreciate all of you. And Kumar, I didn't hear about Johnson and Nadun and Ickes and all of them. They're great. And I'm I'm just I'm not buying time to find where the button is. No, that's not what I'm doing. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Alright. So I was struggling. Struggling. I was uh I was like, I don't know what this. I don't know what this story is going to be. So I decided to turn to get a little help on this. So this positive story is brought to you by ChatGPT. <laughs> so I asked ChatGPT, right. can you tell me a story from the news? And they told me a story about something. And don't worry, I verified it because I've heard a lot of news reports and things like that. Sometimes it doesn't always get the facts right. So I looked it up. It's actually a real thing. They did actually add some stuff in here, but I'm going to read it verbatim what ChatGPT said. Oh, boy. In a small town in Oregon, a local animal shelter came up with a unique way to help their dogs find forever homes. 
They started a program called Book Buddies, where children in their community can come to the shelter and read to the dogs. The kids get to practice their reading skills, and the dogs get some much-needed socialization and attention. The program has been a huge success, with dozens of kids and dogs participating each week. Not only have several of the dogs found homes as a result of the program, but the children have also developed a newfound love and appreciation for animals. One of the most heartfelt one of the most heartwarming moments of the program was when a shy, scared dog named Pirate, who had been at the shelter for months, finally opened up and cuddled with a little boy reading to him. The moment was captured on camera and quickly went viral, bringing smiles to the faces of people around the world. Overall, the Book Buddy program is a beautiful example of how small acts of kindness and compassion can make a big difference in the lives of animals and people alike. Now, if you're thinking, hey, that's a cute little story there, ChatGPT. Well, let me tell you, you can, in fact, find there is a program in Oregon and in Portland called Book Buddies. The only thing that I could not verify was this supposable viral moment from Pirate the Dog that cuddled with the kid reading for him. But uh, I decided to leave that part in because the dog's name is Pirate and obviously Allie's here. So. <laughs> Well, a little partial to that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what, ChatGPT? <laughs> apparently, you know us, so we're just gonna we're gonna leave that one in there, and we're just gonna pretend like that was real, even though I couldn't verify that part, and supposedly it was viral. So, mm. so how, how did ChatGPT ChatGPT do, Allie? Was this a fun little story? <laughs> <laughs> it was. I actually really like it. There, there's. I've heard various stories of shelters doing this kind of thing with kids reading to dogs and in their shelters and stuff and pets in general and i obviously like i think it's important for children to read books and for so many reasons developmentally speaking and it's good for the dog's socialization and it's just it's heartwarming and adorable and i love it and it's fantastic yeah it feels like chat gpt picked the correct story for this for our uh two posts over here <laughs> it's true guys kind of was more like all right this is a this is something for Allie probably we're gonna find something that involves pirates but dogs and early childhood development and bam that is pretty that's pretty pretty fascinating right there it's, it's it really is right up uh, right up my area there. that's good yeah look at that it's uh it's uh, that's a, that's the hat trick right there for a uh, for a story <laughs> got, and got all job. three yeah so uh, apparently AI is taking over the world because Allie isn't even the one that typed it in. I did. <laughs> it's true. And it knew. It knew. It's uh, Skynet is here, everyone. If you didn't know, it is here. So uh, <laughs> there's your non-positive story at the end of your positive story. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. And with that, let us go ahead and end this wonderful episode. So, uh... What are you going to do with the time we have left now that Skynet is going to take over the world and all that fun stuff, right? I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. Yes, I, too, welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> More puppies, please. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash Ali 
and you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at joint, and you can follow Ali at Ali Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. <laughs>